Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champion. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants <laughs> podcast network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Schmelk, Howard Cross with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. We'll get to your calls in just a little bit. But we continue our stroll around college football, and today we're going to talk to... Bill Rabinowitz, who's been with us, this is probably the fifth or sixth year joining the show, talking about the prospects coming out of the Ohio State University. He's a writer for the Columbus Dispatch. Bill, you got John Schmelk and Howard Cross here, and he's Rutherford, New Jersey. Hope your bronchitis is doing well, man. I know you battling a little bit last couple of days. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah, if I start coughing during this, I apologize. Bronchitis is not, not a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm getting over it. Don't worry. I'll cover the mic so I don't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, uh, let's start here. Um, I'll, I'll hit the quarterback later. I think that's boring. I, I talked to Bruce Feldman, who does a great job covering college football for Fox. Okay, you know, okay. It's going to show up in the John Settle podcast later this week or early next week. And, you know, he, he does a mock draft for The Athletic every year, and he talks to coaches that prepared for the players in the draft, and he gets quotes of them about the player. So these are, you know— a, opposition college coaches that played against these guys. And some of the quotes he got about Jackson Smith and Jigba were really interesting. He had one coach say that thought he was better than Olave, better than Garrett Wilson, better than Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, things like that. So I guess my question for you, Bill, you've seen a lot of really good receivers come out of Ohio State. Brian Hartline has created, you know, developed a slew of them. They've been great players. Where do you see Jackson Smith and Jigba kind of in that hierarchy, and how would you classify, categorize him? Yeah, you know, it's it's tricky. I, I, I'm friends with Bruce, and in fact, I sent him a note after I saw that story that he did and said, I thought he was, he was spot on with, with the comments uh, wow. that he got. So, um, you know, it's, it's like, do you like chocolate or do you like vanilla? I mean, it's, it's a matter of preference and what you need, I guess, but... I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's, he's plenty big and he's plenty fast. But what separates him is, is really, I think, his lateral quickness. He's so quick getting in and out of cuts. He's almost impossible to cover. I mean, a linebacker certainly can't do it. Maybe even a quarterback would have a really difficult time. He's just so nimble. Uh, he just breaks. He doesn't lose any speed when he breaks out of cuts. And he's got great hands. He's a student of the game. Um, 
you know, this, other than the fact he's not six foot three and doesn't run a four, you know, low four 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 three, he's really everything you'd want in a receiver. He's got you know great hands. Um, he's really good after the catch. Anyone who watched him in that Rose Bowl game against Utah at the end of the 2021 season would have been dazzled. I mean, he caught, I think it was 350-some yards and catches, you know, receive yards and 15 catches, broke records for any bowl game. And so, uh, and that was without, that was the game when Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson opted out. So it was really you know, C.J. Stroud throwing mainly to uh, Jackson to the jig, but now Utah had a banged up secondary, and you know there were it was kind of a set up for them to do well. But he's, the catches he made and the plays he made were just phenomenal. Hmm, interesting. So when you when you say all this about him, and you know you said that his his height and maybe his speed are kind of like his detractors. What would make him a great NFL player? Besides the things you're saying, like think about guys that are playing today and the guys that are what I call guys that get open. That that's the thing I think that I hear more. You know, I hear more coaches and more players and, and more people on TV talking about. He's a great fifty-fifty catcher. I'm like, he's fifty-fifty because he's not open. Does this does this kid get open? Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Cooper Cup, in that you know you think, okay, I that's can cover big, him. Man, that's big. And then, and then you can't. <laughs> and then you can't. You know, I mean, he's been more of a slot guy at Ohio State. So, was, so one of the questions is. How effective would he be on the outside? That was going to be his, his bigger role last year, and, of course, he got hurt. He had a hamstring injury that lingered all year and ruined the season. I, mean, I, I believe, and I'm not alone, if he had been healthy all year, certainly against Georgia, the, the Ohio State waited that game. But they didn't have him. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, he's not a 4-3 guy. He's not going to just run by you. But football is about not track speed. It's about football speed. And his football speed is really fast. Yeah, and in the end, that's really all that matters. All right, I'm going to jump over to another position of need for the Giants here. Luke Whipler, center. Howard's going to want to ask a follow-up here, too. <laughs> uh, give me a feel for him. I know he's kind of on the younger side. He's you know not huge. He's 303 pounds. But my understanding is, and I haven't done my full tape watching on him yet, is that he's pretty athletic and, and pretty mobile. How do they use him? What kind of running scheme does Ohio State run? And how have you seen him develop over his time at Ohio State? Yeah, that's, that's an accurate description. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I think Giants fans would love him. He's a Jersey guy through and through. He's got an edge to him. He's like, like a stereotypical Jersey guy. And he proudly, you know, he, <laughs> he plays with an edge. He doesn't mind if he pisses people off. Um, feist, fiery, feisty guy. Um, he's a really interesting guy. I mean, he is a high school junior. He did stand-up comedy a couple times. He's gone like I think, paragliding with his brother in New Zealand or something kind of crazy like that. He's, he's you know, a free spirit. Um, but on the field, he plays with a, a real nastiness. And, um, you know, there are stories I can't really share on the radio about him, but let's just say that, you know, he has a reputation for being funny. And so... Um, you know, I, I think he's probably a day two pick. You know, worst case scenario is this fourth round. But, you know, he wasn't supposed to play in 2021 for him. He was not supposed to be the starter. Um, Harry Miller was supposed to be the center. And then right before the season started, Harry Miller got injured. And then we had the mental health issues. And so the job became Luke Whippler. So it was Luke Whippler snapping to um, C.J. Stroud. And neither one of them had really played the year before. And so... 
that was an interesting, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, jumping in the deep end of the pool. And they and they both did well. And so, yeah, I mean, is he the kind of guy who's going to just dazzle you with like his athleticism? And I mean, he is a good athlete. But it, you know, first of all, centers are centers, right? I mean, the best centers are the ones you don't notice. Um, and so, you know, I think he'll be a, kind of a plug and play NFL center for a lot of years. Okay, so let, let's let me go a little deeper on Whipple. Yeah, he is a Jersey kid. I happened to watch him play his entire high school career and and some and, you know and a lot of his college career. He played with my son at uh, St. Joe's Regional, so that was kind of right. fun. Um, you know, Howard's out at Notre Dame. They got to play against each other the first game of the season. Let me ask you this about Whipple: If when he comes to the NFL, I know you're saying he's got the edge. He's got all these other things. He tested supposedly very well at the combine. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, he's a strong guy. First of all, Ohio State's weight program is really good. Vicky mm-hmm. Ronnie runs one of the best weight programs in, in the country. Those guys transform themselves. Now, that happens in a lot of places. I'm not acting like Ohio State's unique in that. But they, they really do take a lot of pride in their development. And, and he did. He got, he got bigger, stronger, you know, as all these guys do. And so, again, he's just, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's, you know, just around 300, maybe a little bit over. Uh, but he is mobile. You know, he can pull. He can he can do all that kind of stuff. He can get to the second level. Um, so yeah, I I just think he'll be a solid pro. How is he in pass protection? Good. I mean, CJ Stroud. Uh, you know, the one knock on him was that he didn't you know scramble much, mm-hmm. and that was because he had such good protection. To be honest, and and he hardly ever got pressured up the middle. Every now and then he get flushed from the from the outside or you know the guards or whatever, but uh, I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but I don't think Luke Whipler gave up you know more than one or two sacks all year. I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but I it wasn't a situation where he, he snapped it and you're like, okay, there's a rush up the middle consistently. It just didn't happen. All right, I want to jump over to the defensive side of the ball, and then we'll circle back to some of the potential top ten picks that we have that could go in the first round. I just don't think the Giants are going to be there, but I want to touch on them. But first, Zach Harrison – uh, pass rusher, defensive and edge player, 6'6", 274. I did watch him, Bill, and, you know, he, he's a different type of pass rusher. You know, he's not that bendy, fast, challenge-the-edge, you know, Chase Brown type of guy that we've seen come out of Ohio State before. He kind of reminds me of, of kind of a power player. We have a big Ohio State fan in the building, Dan Salamone. He goes, you know, I'll wait for this guy to kind of, you know, come out of his shell and, and, and have a big game, and he finally did it the, the, the second half of his final season at Ohio State. Give the fans a, a lowdown on Harrison, uh, his developmental curve, and, and what his skill set is and, and how it might impact the protein that drafts him. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a six foot six, lanky, you know, long, long guy. Very, very fast for his, for his uh, size. Now, he did not test the combine. It did not run at... Um, obviously it's pro day, so the exact 40 time I'm not sure about, but I, I can just tell you he's he's faster than any defensive end I've seen at Ohio State, uh, faster than Chase Young. Wow! In terms of pure, just pure speed, Both I'm not saying he's a player, but just and, you know if you were to, if you were to have a race and say give me a 40 time on these, I put Zach Harrison number one. Um, you know he it was kind of an enigma in certain ways at Ohio State. He had a very good career. And some of it was he's a local guy, a local five-star guy. And that comes with a lot of pressure. And people had these expectations that he would be the next Chase the next Young and have double-digit sacks. And he, and he didn't. He had three and a half, I think it was. 
Um, I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily believe that sacks are the full measure of a defensive end. I think sacks are usually the product of of multiple players. It's usually one player flushes the quarterback out of the pocket or, or you know makes a move and the next guy gets him. It's I think it's fairly rare that a guy just beats his guy and gets a sack. I mean it happens, but it doesn't happen. I think it, the other way happens more often. So you know none of the Ohio State defensive linemen had huge numbers last year, um, which was disappointing in a, in a certain way. I mean, yeah, you would like to see Zach Harrison have had eight sacks, ten sacks. You know, it didn't happen. Um, to me, one, one player kind of some way sums up his career uh, in certain ways. If you look at the first play of Georgia's last drive, their touchdown drive, Zach Harrison beats his guy, races around the edge, and comes within inches and a split second of knocking the ball from Stetson Bennett. If that happens, you know, Ohio State recovers that fumble, game over, Ohio State, you know, goes on to win that game, that probably the national championship. But he was just that, you know, just inches away. And that kind of was, was a fairly common thing. He made plays. I mean, I'm not trying to say he didn't make plays. But there were so many times it was like, oh, he's just, just missed it. Um, you know, in the NFL – when teams are not kind of game planning for him the way they did in college, I think he could have a really good career. I mean, I think that the coaches are going to look at his physical skills. He's a smart guy, uh, intelligent guy, hard worker, and think, okay, there's a lot of untapped potential there, and and get a steal. Are you thinking day two pick for him, Bill? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's you know some. I mean, if somebody could take a shot at him in the late, late in the first round, I doubt it. I mean, I, I you know, who knows? It takes one team, but I think it's more likely he'd be a second or third round pick. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go back to the offense. Tell me about Paris Johnson. He big big man, right? Yep. Uh Is he is he like the the guy that's got a day one starter? Is he a guy that's like kind of a project guy? You got to work him in. He's going to be a really high draft pick. Is he going to yeah. be a day one starter? Yeah, I think he is. I think he'll be a top ten pick. You know. Certainly no worse than middle of the first round. Mm-hmm. And he played, he came in, he's a natural tackle, but as a sophomore he played uh, right guard because that was the spot they had available. And it was good, you know, but he has a tackle. And so last year he played his natural position and protected C.J. Stroud's blind side, and you never really had to think about him. I mean, he just did. Uh, I think he got beat once or twice late in the year. Uh, which was like, oh, my God, Paris Johnson got beat. It was just kind of stunning that it actually happened. Uh, he's got size. He's got strength. He's a very athletic guy uh, and really very well-liked at Ohio State. A very smart guy. Uh, has already graduated, created a foundation in high school to help uh, underprivileged kids. He uh, continued that at Ohio State. I mean, just he'll be kind of a pillar of the community kind of player, uh, kind of person or whoever takes him. Going back to a couple of your big games during the season, you know, the Michigan game, the Georgia game, how did he play in those games? Yeah, well, but I think those were the games where he did get beat once or twice. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure that they're going to look at that and figure out what, what happened on those individual plays. But, like I said, it was more like, wow, that really happened. Because you're just so used to not even looking at the left side of the line because you just knew that he would swallow up whoever would, would be rushing. So Bill Howard called Paris uh, Johnson a big man, and he is. He's a big man. 
Yep. He, he, he's, yeah. got, he's got nothing on Dewan Jones. <laughs> Dewan <laughs> Jones is a really big man. Right 6'8", six, six, 374. Uh, he had one practice at the Senior Bowl, and then he kind of packed it in and said, Good, I'm out, peace, and oh, kind wow. of got out of there. Didn't really do anything at the Combine. I don't think he did anything at Ohio State's Pro Day. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, Bill. Uh, your thoughts on Dewan Jones? Uh, what are you hearing about where he might land? And, and, and just kind of – Is hit, he healthy? Yeah, is he healthy and, and kind of how he plays at that size and whether or not that's a detriment to the way he plays. Yeah, well, uh, you can call him like the human eclipse because he <laughs> just blocks out everything. Uh, he, he's huge. He's 6'8", uh, 370 pounds, roughly 365, 370. He's a former basketball player, and, and that's really the key to kind of understanding him as a player. He's got very nimble feet for a guy that size. Um he, he was a project when he got to Ohio State. He was a three-star guy. Again, because of his basketball background, he really didn't play that much football. And so they knew it was going to take some time, and it did. But he worked hard. He kind of got his body reshaped. I don't know if he actually lost a lot of weight. It was more of just kind of, you know, turning fat, baby fat into muscle. Um, he's a mauler. I mean, he gets on the field, and he just wants to maul you. And he's so big. You know, he's not the quickest guy in the world because he's still his size. But he's so big that it's hard to get around him. And he's quick enough. And he, Like I said, he has good feet. Um, he is more of a project than Paris Johnson is. I don't think there's much question about that. But I've seen him uh, projected to go late first round, which I, I don't think is a reach. Um, a good guy, kind of a jovial, you know, lighthearted guy. Um, you know, he'll, be, he'll be liked by, by his teammates. And, um, yeah, there might be a little bit of a learning curve for him because you're going against the best of the best. But you can't teach size, as they say, and, and he's a really good athlete for that size. All right, I want to go um, to defense really quickly but, uh, before Howard and I hit the quarterback. Two defensive backs coming out, safety Ronnie Hickman, cornerback Cameron Brown. Give us quick thumbnails on uh, those two guys, Bill. Yeah, Hickman is a, uh, in 2021 led the team in tackles with like 100. I was way beyond anyone else. Some of that was because Ohio State's defense was really bad. And uh, <laughs> when your safety leads your team by a lot in tackles, that's usually not a good sign, right? Yeah. Um, but he was he was the safety net for that defense. His, his numbers were down last year, and a lot of that's a function of the fact that defense was better, um, at least until the last two games. So, you know, the, the opportunities weren't there to make the kind of plays that he, that he made before. You know, he's a solid player. I don't think he's spectacular, um, but he's, he's a reliable guy. Uh, you know, Cam Brown was just the, the story of his career at Ohio State was injuries. He just was constantly hurt. And, uh, you know, he never really got to see Cam Brown play the way you thought that he would just because he wasn't healthy enough. And, and even when he played, was he really healthy? It was hard to tell. Um, but he's a really good athlete. Uh, he thought he was going to run a great time at the combine. He predicted, I forget the number, kind of a crazy number, and he ended up not running not running with the advice of his agent, and then he ran at Ohio State. He ran, I think, like a low 4-5, which was probably not what he wanted. So, you know, I would think Ronnie Hickman would be drafted mid to late, and Cam Brown would be drafted late or be a priority free agent. That, that's my guess, but... Yeah, and I haven't I haven't studied the draft the way a lot of people have, so sure. I, you know, I'm not I'm not pretending to know. Uh, I don't do a mock draft. I don't do that stuff. So that's just my kind of impression. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, well, I'll make this one easy on you. Okay, there are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. A lot of guys are they're probably going to be in the first round, maybe even in the first 10 picks. But we're thinking about the first two guys. There's a guy down in my school, you know, Bryce Young. I won't talk about him. And then there's a guy at your school, C.J. Stroud. Give me, you know, and again, convince me. Why they should take C.J. Stroud number one in this draft? Good question. Well, uh, I'm not really his agent, but, but somebody <laughs> covered him. Um, Over Bryce Young just, or one of the other guys. He just throws a beautiful ball. He just throws. And it's not just that he throws a beautiful he, he throws a catchable ball. He has a very light touch. It's, it's kind of a knack for throwing hard but throwing soft. Um, and my, I used to cover the NFL, and you'll know the name. I mean, you, you remember him very well. Vinny Testaverde. I covered Vinny with the Ravens in 96, 96, 97, 90, you know. And Vinny, when he was at his best, it was like throwing darts. It was like a video game. He just threw a beautiful ball. And in some ways, C.J. Stroud is like that. He can throw it 40 yards, and it's got, you know, whatever velocity it's got on it, but it's soft on the receiver's hand. And I don't know what magic allows you to do that, but receivers would always talk about that. that their hands wouldn't hurt when they would catch a pass from C.J. Stroud. Um, he calls himself a ball placement specialist, which is an interesting term, and I think it fits because the job of a quarterback is to put the ball where the receiver can catch it. And if you have to throw it hard, he can do that. If you have to use touch, you can do that. I've seen him throw balls. There was one throw he made as a junior or as a sophomore where he threw it deep. I think it was the Jackson Smith and Jigba. And there was like a linebacker in front and a safety behind. And it looked like as he threw it, there's no, why is he throwing this ball? And he dropped it in. He couldn't have placed it any better. And you just kind of go, wow. That's just the throw that you just don't see. And so, you know, it, it, watching him throw – he just he just has it. Um, you know, are there questions about him? Sure. I mean, you know, until the Georgia game, he was re- a reluctant runner. Um, now you could argue that it made sense, given the receivers that he had, to not want to scramble to give those guys time to get open and make plays. But that was certainly a knock on him, and he admitted that he probably should have run more than he did, or at least, you know, kind of buy time for himself more than he did. But he was better at that last year. Um but he's certainly not Bryce Young with his legs. I mean, nobody would pretend that that's the case. But he's a big, strong guy. He's a good leader. His teammates, uh, you know, really, really liked and respected him. Um, I did this major profile on him at the start of last year and talked to him about his father and that situation. His father's in prison in California and his family background. And he had a very comfortable early childhood. And then when his father ran into trouble, that ended. And the, the, the mom, his mom is a wonderful lady, but, you know, she's, it was a struggle to support the kids. And so he kind of saw both sides of things. He had a comfortable life, and then he didn't. He was a late bloomer in high school, so he understands what it's like to, to have to wait your turn, and he also obviously became a star. So there's a lot of empathy that he has just because of his life experiences, and I think that's going to serve him well. 
Bill, let me do one follow-up on Stroud before we say goodbye. And I apologize for the length of this question, but I want to explain to you where I'm coming from. Uh, I hate helmet scouting where you say, oh, well, you know, good quarterbacks never come out of this school, so I'm not going to draft a quarterback out of this school. I don't think that's the right way you go about things. But in the same way, I feel like the offensive system in Ohio State has kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, you covered a lot closer than I do, it's kind of been relatively the same from, um, oh, God, Haskins to Fields to Stroud. And I feel like those prior two guys had trouble translating what they did at Ohio State to quickly become really efficient passers and NFL-level offenses. Now, when I went back and I watched Stroud's tape from last year, so the 2021 season, I was a little worried that it seemed like a lot of stuff was manufactured for him. A lot of shallow crosses, easy throws, run after catch. Now, when I watched this year's tape, I thought it was more C.J. Stroud making NFL-level throws and creating things himself. I thought he did more of that this year. Why should I not be worried about a continuation of the trend where quarterback in Ohio State's offense with so much talent around him having trouble adjusting quickly to an NFL-style passing game when they get to the pros? Why shouldn't that or should it be a worry when you talk about C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I think it's a fair question. And a lot of it stems from the fact that Ohio State has not produced a star NFL quarterback. It's amazing. Every other position you can look at in Ohio State and name five guys that have been stars. And quarterback, you can't. I mean, Mike Tomczak's probably the best that's come out, although I think maybe Justin Fields is, is going to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in terms of Fields and Haskins, let's look at them. First of all, Haskins only played one year. Um, and I think he would have been much better served in hindsight, and obviously what happened was a tragedy. Of course. With him, Rest in peace. just in terms of his football development, he would have been much better served if he had come back for another year. So he was only a one-year guy. Justin Fields was there for two years, but remember, the first year was the COVID year, right? Uh, or actually, the second year was the COVID year. Mm-hmm. The first year, he gets there as a transfer from Georgia. You know, he's trying to kind of ingratiate himself. He doesn't want to come in as, you know, Joe Studd and wants to kind of earn his stripes, which he did. He did a really nice job at not kind of coming in and acting like I'm the star to take over. Um, and then the next year is the COVID year. They could practice much. He was hurt a lot of the time. Um, so his Ohio State career, the two years there, were kind of funky years. Um, and I think Justin Fields has a chance to be a very good NFL quarterback. Sure, me too. He's got to get some talent around him, you know, with the Bears. I mean, but he saw last year he can create some out of nothing because they had nothing around him. Um, you know, I think Stroud, having been in the same system for two years, um, having, you know, more maturity because of that, just, just more time and just all that stuff. I just think he's better positioned than than those teams, than those players were. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, you know, again, in hindsight, if he's to say what happened um, and what he what he should have done, you know, Justin Fields, the jury's still out to some degree, but I think he showed enough promise that you know the Bears fans are, are fairly excited about him. Um, you know, so much of, of whether you're a success as an NFL quarterback, and you guys know this, you know, very well, is not just you; it's what's around you. It's the situation. Yep. It's the situation. Do you get hurt? What kind of teammates do you have? What kind of system do you have? There are ten factors beyond your own ability that determine whether you're going to be successful. Um, look, Justin or uh, CJ Stroud's going to go to a team that, that you know by definition is not very good. That's why they're picking where they're picking. So they're going to have to have some patience. Um, you know, he is not the kind of guy. He's not a Bryce Young where where he's going to just make tons of plays out of nothing. Um, you know, or Caleb Williams. You know, he's not that kind of player. He's more of a, of a system player in the sense that, um, 
you know, he's at his best when he's in the pocket and he can just pick teams apart. That's that's just the truth. But he also can he can improvise. He can uh, roll out and he can make throws on the run. He he can do that stuff. Um, I just think that that with any of these guys, it, it, so much depends on what's around them, and you have to give them some time. Do I think C.J. Stroud or any of these guys is going to come in and just light it up? No. I mean, no. it's just it's a different game. I mean, when I went from covering the NFL to, to college, I was just astounded by how slow, how much slower the game was, how much bigger the holes were for running backs to run through, how much bigger the windows were to throw, you know, throw to, into uh, in the college game. Because in the pros, it's just so much faster. And it's, it's an adjustment for everybody. It'll be an adjustment for C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and all these other guys. But I think that he's such a student of the game and he's got such an accurate arm that he'll be able to do it. No, good answer. I think that's a great answer. All right, Bill, real quick before you say goodbye, anyone we didn't ask you about where you're sitting there in Columbus, you're like, why isn't this guy getting talked about as a higher draft pick? Anyone that we should have asked you about that we didn't in terms of oh, draft boy. eligible players out of the Buckeyes? trying to think about that. I think you hit on all of them. I mean, there were a couple of guys that, were, that I thought would come out or might come out and didn't. Um, so, no, I think I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, it's always nice to be on with you guys. You ask great questions and, you know, I hope I'm able to give you some insight. No, Bill, I mean, that, that's why we ask you back every year. And, and Marvin Harrison, top five pick next year? Yeah, he'd be a top five pick this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he All might right. be a top three pick this year, to be honest with you. Bill, good stuff, man. Always good to talk to you. Make sure you check out his stuff at the uh, Columbus Dispatch. Anything else you want to plug, Bill? Any books, anything like that you want to push for you? Ooh, I do, but I have to wait a little bit. I do have to wait a little bit. Okay, yes. so do me a favor. I go through one. Okay, perfect. You do me a favor. You text me when it's coming out, or we can just plug it when we have you on next year, all right? All right, sounds good. All right, appreciate it, Bill. Have good a good stuff. Thank you. Thank awesome you. job as always, Bill. Again, he's been joining us since we started doing these, uh, doing these, and he's just, just, just great. Bill Rabinowitz, he covers the Ohio State for the Columbus Dispatch. He did. I, he, I liked what he said about all the all the players. I, I was inter- the the, the CJ's trial thing was very interesting. He had a very interesting take on him, or maybe it was a question that you asked. I, I don't know which one it was. Well, I do think it was an excellent question. <laughs> no, <laughs> is your neck sore? Is your back? How is your shoulder? Shoulder, it's, it's shoulder, 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 shoulder. Okay. elbow, a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you know when you come down to quarterbacks, and we talk about quarterbacks, especially these guys that are like you know highly ranked and going to go in the first you know 10 picks there is a bit of their receivers are wide open oh yeah wide there, open. There, there is a bit of that sure and, and and it's also a bit of you know are you looking at these guys and seeing what kind of offensive lines they have you know what kind of systems they have Cause he, he said the system a lot when he was describing cj stroud which i thought was very interesting that you know that that he would you know as, as a writer that that's there would talk about it as a, as a system You're like it's the system it's the system where I'm like, the kid, like, he could play. I mean, I've watched the kid a lot this year, and it didn't like it was a system so much as, hey, look, he's making plays. Uh, the, the the ideal of him running or being more elusive or, or trying to create more with his legs, thought that was interesting. Uh, that Not not so much from what Bill said, but what, what Strauss said, that I probably should have done more of that. Hey, look, I think we saw with, like when Justin Fields was Ohio State, I don't think we knew he was the runner that he showed in oh, Chicago. I, I knew he was. Well, no, but, he, but he didn't use his <laughs> he, legs he, he didn't do it enough. He didn't then. have to, though. You know? well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe Stroud can yeah. do more the yeah. same way Fields could do more. So, like, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what Stroud does. It's going to see what, uh, what Bryce Young does. And those other guys that are going to coming up, I think the guy that 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 
that I'm more interested in than all the other guys after those two is Hooker. A lot of people, and, and look, I, I don't want to keep teasing the podcast, but you know we're going to have Bruce Feldman on the huddle, and uh-huh. he said he, he thinks that there's a really good chance Hooker gets picked before Levis. I, well, Levis is a, good, is a big, strong guy. He, he looks like he's a bodybuilder right now, so that, that, that's kind of going to go against him a little bit because it makes you a little tighter and it doesn't look, look as fluid throwing the ball. But Hooker, before he got hurt, may have been the first pick in the draft. I just The only thing I worry about with Hooker, great arm, Good kid, mm-hmm. by all accounts, very smart, mobile. Mm-hmm. The injury, of course, you don't worry about. So he's a little older. He's yeah. going to be twenty six. That's why. That's why I say it. Okay. The one thing I worry about, and maybe you can mollify me a little bit and say, John, you're being stupid. Don't worry about mm-hmm. that. That Baylor offense, that Art Briles system that they run at Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't have to do the same type of reads and stuff like that that you do in the NFL. You don't do, you know, it's basically one side of the field. You're just reading a leverage of one corner and you're kind of making a decision. And I just wonder how he's going to adjust to just playing quarterback a different way in the NFL. Now, it's good. I think the injury actually helps him a little bit, right? Because he has to sit a year because of the ACL. So that might actually help him a little bit, to be honest with you. I think if it was just reading one side, I think he did a good job. No, he did. He was great there. I I thought I'd see him. You know, made good plays. I thought he, he he could he was elusive. He could run. He extended plays. So when you're extending plays, that means you're reading more than one side oh, of the field. Tools wise, he checks every box yeah, but, you want. Yeah, but when you when you think about guys that are extending plays, that means they're usually reading more than one side of the field. They know the blitz is coming. They know they don't have time. I hear what you're and, saying. And they're looking if someone already has a, the backer out undercutting the the the, the mm-hmm. slant route. You know that okay, the backer's moving before I even snap the ball. So he's going to cut off the he's going to cut off my route. So I'm going to have to extend this play. Where's the pressure coming from? And if he has enough sense, not just ability, but understanding to, to you know elude the blitz, then that's when you see guys like that's what Bryce does a lot. That's why they keep talking about Bryce. So you think Hooker is really good awareness of what's going on? I think I thought from what I saw of him last year, you know, like I said, right before he got hurt, mm-hmm. he he looked the part. And then oh, I was sure. like, wow! I was like, wow! This kid is really, really good. And I'm like, and I'm like, everybody's like, well, you know. I was like, no, watch him play. Yeah. And did the ball placement, the the quick release, everything. It was just perfect. I don't want to waste giant fans' time yeah. on quarterbacks, but I have two, sure. t- two, two more quickies. The first thing I do with with Stroud, and luckily I haven't did a deep dive into these quarterbacks because yeah. I don't have to because the Giants are going to pick one. So mm-hmm. I've kind of left them for last, and I'll get to them eventually. Mm-hmm. But I did watch Stroud, like I said, this tape from two years ago in his first year as a starter. Yeah. And what I did, I watched all his third and long, so third and like seven and more, just mm-hmm. to kind of see how he reacted Operated. in, the, in yeah. those bad situations. And I'll tell you, Howard, all it was was five-yard shallow crosses, hope he catches and runs for a first down. It was like 75% of the plays. Yeah, but they had the – Fastest receivers. No, correct, yeah. correct, correct. And it worked, and I get it. You didn't mm-hmm. have to do more than mm-hmm. that. But I'm like, all right, that's, again, that goes to the point. The system and the talent around them helped him. He didn't have to really make the really tough plays in those spots. But when I went and I watched Stroud this year, it wasn't that. It was more things that you would see NFL quarterbacks do in those situations. Throws past the sticks, right? into maybe some smaller windows. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was better. And I thought I saw real progress from the year before to that year. And then to your point on Bryce Young, you talk about systems and situations and, and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I know this is crazy talking about Alabama. Bryce Young's supporting cast was not great this year. 
Like th- there was a lot of pressure on him. There was a lot. You of don't pressure. have one wide receiver coming out in the NFL draft that's going to get drafted high this year. No, you don't. This this is not Jalen Waddle. This is not Jamison Williams. This is mm-hmm. not Devonta Smith. This is not Evan Neal. This is not Jonah Williams. This is not name your other awesome second yeah. round pick offensive lineman coming out of Alabama. Bryce Young actually did have to operate out of adverse circumstances this year, which is why for me. He's still quarterback number one for me. I get Stroud, and I like him. And, frankly, he's one of the more accurate passers I've seen come out of college football in a while. Mm-hmm. He just throws a sweet ball, and it's accurate as hell. But I st- if, 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 if I'm picking one, and I don't have to ask you who you're picking. I know who you're <laughs> picking. If I'm picking young one, I would still go young. Yeah, I think most people would. I, I mean, I understand the Despite whole. Despite the size, and I get it. I think I, I think it. they're using that as, as trying to like be a detractor to make sure that maybe, oh, you know. Bryce is kind of small. Maybe you should pick Stroud. Like kind of one of those kind of things. Yeah. That's what they do at draft. They lie all the time anyway, so it's interesting. <laughs> Who do you think the Panthers are going to take? I think it, if it's me, I'm, I'm going to take – I'm not asking if it's you. I said, who do you think the Panthers are going to take? They should take Bryce Young. And the reason why they should take Bryce Young, they need to take a quarterback that's going to have a little bit more creativity if things are going wrong yeah. in your first year and you could do more. If, if you do that with Stroud and he's forced to be creative – I don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I feel – you know what, it's Howard. I think you're 100% right. Yeah. I think if you put Strat out there early in a bad yeah. situation, I think it could look really bad. And the only other pick, if you're going to do one, it would be – you'd have to – Hooker can't play. I, uh, I can't pick Anthony Richardson. And, and you'd have to take Levis, somebody that's going to take a beating and just going to like go through it. But – you're going to ruin them. But, I mean, you, you, it's like a throwaway pick if you do that. I mean, he, he already almost got ruined his last year yeah, in Kentucky. Exactly. I mean, he played hurt. He got the, yeah. you know what, beat out of him. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So anyway, good conversation. I think that was great. Now we'll get to your calls at 201-939-4513. But first, a reminder, subscribe to the Giant Tuttle Podcast. Guys, I, I, again, I don't want to hurt my elbow and shoulder, pat myself on the back, <laughs> but I really do think we're putting out really good draft content on it. Make sure you go check it out. Um, we have a new one coming out today that I believe either just posted or, or will post shortly um, with one of our friends from Sports Information Solutions, one of their scouts. Last week we had, uh, let's see, who do we have coming on last week? I'm trying to think who we have been had last week. But we have a bunch of really good draft guests that have come on. Uh, we have Bruce Feldman coming on later. We're going to try to get Len Zierlein on at some point. Eric Helm from NFL Network. Uh, NFL.com. So just go back, listen to all the interviews. I try to get to touch different topics and different players with each mm-hmm. guy. So it's different each episode. Make sure you go check it out. You can find it in the Giants app. Search for Giants Huddle on your favorite podcast platform or go to Giants.com slash podcast to check it out. And if you remember, if you're on Apple Podcasts, whether it's Big Blue Kickoff Live or the Giants Huddle, leave your five star positive review. I have only got a couple. I want some more coming in. <laughs> leave that review. Take the screenshot. Take shots at any one of us. I'll read it. We'll have some fun with it on the air. Uh, we appreciate that. It helps our uh, visibility on those platforms. And, and back to back to Luke Whipler, John. He, yes. He, he could be a Giants draft pick. He could be a Giants draft pick. Absolutely. And it's very interesting. Like if, the, he, the, if the Giants don't go center on round one and he's sitting there with the Giants late second round pick, yeah. I don't know if he's getting to the, to, to the end of the third. So I think if you want him. It's going to be interesting. I think you got to pick him in the 50s if you want him. And I, I think it would be a good pick. I hope it would be. 
I mean, if he's going to come, I, I hope any pick they get is going to be a good pick. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not going like, I, I don't know anybody that's like, I want, like we're at 25, so I don't know anybody that's a home run. No, there no, there is no home run at so, twenty five. So this we're year. just 100%. It's, gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see this draft, how this turns out. I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Two oh one nine three nine four five one three. All right, we'll start with Jason in New Haven, then we do have some open lines. So get get on the get on the wire here and we'll talk some draft. Jason, what's going on? Hey guys, how you guys doing? We're great. Very good. What's up? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um just wanna give you guys credit. The content you guys have been putting out has been um, in my opinion, top notch just from the interviews. Thank you. Um Behind the scenes, like you guys have just been awesome. So I just want to give you guys your flowers per se. So thank you very much. I appreciate um, that, Jason. Th- uh, yes, and, sir, and, yes, and, and by the way, thank you for listening to everything. Because if you guys weren't listening to it, we wouldn't be producing it. And uh, you guys are. Our numbers are good. So we appreciate your guys' patronship. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna make just a few quick points because I know you got other callers. So Not the yet. first point, um, the first point, um, I know a lot of fans are, and I've heard other callers um, just, you know calling into your show just on Twitter, just all over, asking for, like, bigger receivers. When are we going to get a big receiver? Um, and my thing is, I think, I don't think size in the league matters as much as far as receivers. Um, I think the game right now, in my opinion, you guys could tell me if I'm wrong or not, I think the game now is more about space and angles more than, oh, we need a 6'6 wide receiver to go get a jump ball. We do have Waller, we have Hodgins. Jason, I, I will say very simply, Howard and I both agree with you on that. 100%. 100%. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll move on to the next point. So, um, second thing, um, I'm going to take it kind of into the um, general manager. Uh, I think Shane has done an awesome job. I caught, I think I called last week and gave him his kudos for the free agency we had. Two things that I thought were great um, were how he's handled the Julian Love and Saquon Barkley contracts. Now, from my opinion, I'm not, you know, in your office. I don't know what goes on behind. I'm just a fan. But from what I can see, it looks like he sets, like, a market for each position. And if the player doesn't take it, he kind of moves on. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into and no, that. No, no, Jason, look, J- but- Joe Shane has said publicly he will set a walkaway number for each guy. And he's like, look, we're willing to go this high, and if you don't want that, then we're going to move on, and you can move on. And he sets a walkaway number for each prospect right. and you know, and each player. And look, I, I think – look, I don't know that this is true, but I think if Julian Love would have said to the Giants back in November uh, during the bye week that I'll sign you know, for $6 million a year for two years, I think the Giants would have signed that contract. But once you get into free agency – you start signing other guys, things start changing, right. numbers move around, things can get complicated in terms of timing. So, right. and mm-hmm. and look, and the same thing with Saquon, right? Like there was a, a contract on the table before they put the tag on him, before he got the free agency. But then once the tag on him and free agency starts, as Joe Shane said, that contract offer is gone. Now we're in a not, not, right. now we're in a different ballpark. So yes, I think Joe right. Shane does have a very you know, maybe structured the wrong word, but a very disciplined way of going about how he handles some of these right. contracts. Right, go ahead. I think also you have to think of it like this: is, is when when you're looking at some of these guys and what's happening and stuff, and then it's and you know the Giants are doing a very and Joe is doing a, they're doing a very excellent job of it. There is a market for everyone, and as a, right. as a former player, I can tell you this as a fact: there is a market for you. If someone is trying to extend you, you should listen very carefully to what they're saying. Now, if you're going to bet on yourself, like a lot of guys do. You better yourself. But there are extenuating circumstances that you don't think about. You could have the best year you've had in forever. 
and they might like you and they may want you. But then when you get ready to like, I want to test the market, and you look up and there are eight more guys like you in the market trying to test the market. Running backs this year. <clears throat> you could be in trouble. <laughs> and that that's kind of what, what you're saying with Saquon. As far as safeties go, you have to know historically what they pay safeties. Not a lot. They, they don't pay safeties a lot. They're like, I think like number four. I think they're right after running backs. The, number four on the bottom? Yeah, I think the, it might be number two. I think two, it's running back and then safety, I right? think it's kicker, punter. Well, I'm not counting kickers and punters. It's 11 guys on the field, all right? <laughs> Sorry. So, yes. so, so, so I think I think they're kind of down down at the bottom. No, they are. And, and the reason, sure. it several reasons, I, I, you know, I, I can't even guess what they could be, but several reasons why they trust them. I think it's a lot of contact that they kind of mostly worry about. And, you know, you probably transition from corner to safety that's when you play the longest. But if you're a safety, there's no transition unless you can step up and be a linebacker. Then that's that's pretty right. much it. So I think with Julian Love's case, you know, once he's like, okay, well, let's wait and see. Never wait and see if you want to make a deal. Well, the player is waiting and seeing while the Giants decide to go do other things. It's not even that. It's just there's just if you right. you can't wait and see. Right. Because you don't know what the, what's going right. to happen in your market. Right. I mean, you might go somewhere and get a lot more money. You could. But then you could be in the market where there's a lot of guys like you. Well, like I said, running back, or right. or no good oh, guys no. like receiver. And look, and, and, and <laughs> if you looked at the contracts, that once you got past um, Jesse Bates, who left the Bengals and went to someone in the NFC South or North, I forget who. Uh, Vikings, maybe I don't remember. He, he he signed for huge money somewhere. Once you got yep. past Jesse Bates, no one was over ten million a deal, and even Jordan Poyer. Who's a pro bowler? He signed for like seven million in Buffalo. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, so. and I and I think there was a misreading of the market there. And, and you know, you know right. we all complain about you know uh, Jackson not having an agent and and how it is, is affecting him. There are agents that misread the market as well. So that's sure. that's kind of what happens. All right, Jason. What else you got? Yeah. Um. And two more things, and then I'll take my answers off the air. Sure. Um. So just the Barkley thing. I think I think it's safe to say we all love Saquon. I mean, he's he's amazing physically, great catcher, great after the you know after contact, breakaway speed. So this is not a knock to Saquon. We all love him, but I've always said and I'll continue to say, I'm more concerned about the running game more than I am the running back. Um, huh. uh, I, I I I Saquon is head and shoulders above a lot of backs in the league as far as uh, physical traits, but. Give me a running game that will submit a, a defense. Um, give me, give me that. Give me a strong O line. Then give me the running back. Last point, and I'll take it off the air. This is a hypothetical. I'm not saying this is going to happen. Trades could happen. Um, trade backs, trades up. Who knows what Shane is going to do? I think we're all presuming what he's going to pick, but we really don't know. So, let me ask you guys your your personal. Um, opinions outside of just work, you know, being a giant. Just your personal opinion. If I told you the first four picks of the Giants were going to be Nolan Smith in the first round, like that, Osiris Torrance, Osiris Torrance in the second, like that, Luke, Luke Whipler in the third, and what? Zach Pick is the, the D tackle from South Carolina. Hand me a pen. In the fourth, hand me a pen. <laughs> Where do I sign? Which, hand, oh, hand me a pen. Yeah. So, so, and I'll take it off the air. I played uh I played defensive end in college. I'm not as accomplished as the you know guys that made it to the league, but I know a little something. I'm a big believer in the lines on both sides of the ball, D line and O line. Those those are the positions that actually win the games. Yeah, we talk about receivers and corners and the quarterbacks, and they're all important. But 
if I could get those four picks now, those plays might not even be there. Trades up, trades down. Who knows what's going to happen? But to me, if those picks are the four and it's heavily D-line, O-line, to me, I would think it would be a knockout of the park. And uh, I'll take it. Take your uh, answer off the air. Thank, Thank you, you, Jason. All right, uh, we'll get to your running back point in a second. First, let's talk about those four players. One, I think they're just really good value. You know, Nolan Smith, I think, will be gone in the top 17, 18 picks. Absolutely. Uh, he's gone. just a dynamic player. I mean, he's he's, <laughs> he's he's just he's a freak. Like, yes. the way he moves and his size and, you know, all that stuff. And he's actually pretty good against the run for someone that's only 238, 239. Okay. So he's, a, he's a good player. Um, I don't think he'll be there when the Giants pick. The same way I don't think Osiris Torrance is getting to the 50s. I think he's no. gone by pick 40. Yeah, he'll be uh, gone. Early, early second. And like I said, I'm not maybe sure. End of the thir- maybe yeah. end of the first, but early second. For Correct. Sure. Absolutely. And I'm not sure Whippler's getting to the third round. So, I liked and look, and would I say, oh, I wish I could have gotten a wide receiver sure, but I think your value was so good. Mm. I would sign up for that in a second. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, well, that and I, I think that also there might be some receivers if they fell to the spot that you get your grade is so high on them you can't you can't pass sure. them. If you know for whatever reason, if which won't happen, if Meyer falls from the Notre Dame kid falls all the way down to twenty five, they got two tight ends. They're going to pick him. Boy, and let me tell you, I talked. <laughs> I talked about that the the Bruce Feldman interview. Yeah. He could not find someone to say something bad about Michael Mayer. You can't. It, it the the management if if guys like that fall to you for whatever reason you're gonna probably yeah, pick just, them just 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 pick the, the best player the only, and mayor by the way would be someone you could play with Waller yeah. like you could play those guys together and the other kid like the, the, and then on the other hand there will be a kid like the kid out of Georgia the the phenomenal the monster the, the, he was gonna be the greatest player he he's gonna be he could be the first pick overall and then he has the I don't know drag racing accident. Oh, Carter, you meant? Yeah, I, Carter. Oh, I thought you were going for the uh, for the big tight end. No, no, no. Yeah. no the, 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 come to my Carter. Yeah, Jalen Carter. If he falls to you, you got to like consider all the things around him. Yeah, I and, mean, and that's that's the problem. I don't like, even know if that guy would be on the Giants' board with yeah, all the stuff I, off the again, field. Again, I don't, I don't know. know. No the, idea. The off the board stuff isn't like he's doing anything other than driving fast, and two people died in that incident. Yes. And, like, and even though he's. he's Pleaded no contest, and they're, they're probably he's probably not going to do get in trouble for it, probably. But that's a big thing. Yeah, and 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 it's so. Do you trust his judgment? Right? Yeah, that, that's kind of the yeah. Thing. Can, can I trust him around my guys? But and, trust me, there are a lot of NFL players that drive fast. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Believe me. If, if, you, if you were ever leaving Albany from trading camp at the end of August, <laughs> yeah. trust me. Anything I was driving was moving pretty quickly, but anyway. But if so you are, move it this way. If you're on 87 South, oh my make sure you're in the right lane. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Those back in the day, back in the day, we're all older now. That yes, doesn't happen absolutely. anymore. We, we have little kids in the car. Uh, but you know, so like, there, there are things like that. So like when we when we think about the draft, I'm thinking about 25. And we should have we should have actually looked at some of the 25 picks over the last few years. Didn't even think about it. No, actually, no, we don't have it. We have, we'll be one more call coming. We can yeah. always do it before we wrap up, yeah. or, or we can save that for next week, we'll, too, if we'll you want. We'll try to save for next week, but okay. I, I really want to see like who those guys are and what they did last yeah, year. Because right now, I don't have a college set up for next Tuesday, so we can make that our main thing yeah, to start so the we show can, next we can just, I'd like to see what the last two or three years yes. of those guys were, and you know, because last year's guy may not have played. But the guy the year before probably did. And the guy the year before him probably did. And the guy the year before him probably did. And we yep. would know better. So we'll see. We'll right. definitely see. Pearson, I don't know if he's run to the bathroom or where he's gone. Uh-huh. But we do have a couple calls coming in. So I'm I'm just going to take him cold and okay. see what happens, see right? Who, see who it is. All right, so let's see. Uh, you're going to hear a click and hopefully – there we go. Now yep. you hear me. Caller, you're on the air. If you just heard a click and you were ringing and now you're not, that means you're talking to John and Howard. What's your name and where you're calling from? Hello? Anybody there? Go once, 
Call her going twice and terrible fail. It's worth a shot. Yeah, that was a good try. You just missed a call, Pearson. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take him raw. It didn't work. I did. I tried to do it, but no one was there. I made an honest effort. There's a Twitter question on your uh, Oh, there is. Uh oh. Let me do that. Thank you. I appreciate Twitter that. Questions. Let me see. Twitter questions. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, the let's old go Twitter to the sphere. Old, uh, tweet comments. Thank you, Pearson. I appreciate you letting me know. Here we go. <laughs> From Kyle underscore Vert fifty three. In your opinion, what's the major difference between the internal players transitioning to center that are on the roster now? from when Gates made the transition to center. Would you rather have a guard with NFL experience transitioning to center or a rookie center with no NFL experience? I think the word NFL experience is a little overrated. Can you do it or can't you do it? It's pretty much a question. See, the difference is is that you're going to play in games where you're going to get guys like uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence in front of you. If you get a Dexter Lawrence in front of you, you could be a pro player, a college player, you could be a player from the second realm of hell, and he's still going to beat you. Do you like the idea of having a like a, a guy that's always played guard try to move to center though, or would you rather have somebody that played center in college try to go to center in the pros? I guess that's kind of what the question is. Well, here, here's here's what I would like. I would like a strong, athletic, smart guy that that's willing that can after he snaps the ball and gets his hands up quick. Whoever that is. <laughs> You're not answering the question. That is answering the question. It <laughs> doesn't care. Because, <laughs> because, the because the, the theory that people have is that you need a true center. I'm like, yeah, but there's only a few guys that are that good at center. Like, I go back to my guy, my favorite guy at center is Dwight Stevens from back in the day. Ooh. Roll Tide. You know, I go all the way back to him. And then, like, I can't think of another guy that, I, that, that really jumps out to me that was, like, a great center. The kid at Philly's playing pretty good right now. But outside of that, it it's, it's, it doesn't really resonate. So that's what I'm saying. You you have the reason why you have talented talented guards is because they are talented. And if that kid can snap and get his hands up, those guys, all three of them, probably all five of them, know what the what the where the Mike Backer is, sure. where the blitz is coming from, and what to look for, where they're going to slide. If you get a guy that's talented with his feet and can snap the ball, that's what you want. And the stronger and the quicker he is, guys that can pull, guys that can do all this other stuff, that's that's what you want. And if you don't have that, whether he's a super talented center coming out of college, whether he's an interior guard who was maybe not the best guard that you're like, okay, we can slide him to center. No, you can't. If he wasn't a good guard, you're not just going to slide him to center. No, I understand. you got to be good. At, you, the reason why they have utility players at Alabama at Ohio State and all these schools because they can play every position. You heard him talk about, oh, he wasn't really a, a – he, he played guard for two years and he slid out the tackle. He was a tackle. We slid him all the way down the center. These kids can play all the positions. They're big, they're strong, they're fast, and they're athletic. There are some guys that you bring in from free agency or wherever that that's what they do. Yeah, fair enough. You bring them in – you don't bring in true centers because he can only play one position. You bring in a guy that can play all three positions interiorly. So that's what, you're, that's what we're looking for. I always say we got to do more Twitter questions, so that's a good opportunity. We will get to the phone call last, Pearson. Don't worry. Let's go to Christopher Scardino on Twitter. I listen to you guys every day. Thank you for that. I haven't heard anyone talk about the Giants possibly moving up to get a top-four cornerback. Have heard a lot about moving back, but why not maybe try and move up for a top cornerback in the first round? Wouldn't have to move up too high probably, right? If you're looking to get, like, I mean, I think you could have at least one cornerback go in the top 10. That's probably Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. 
Um, and then out, is that the kid out of Maryland? Uh, Gonzalez is the kid out of Oregon. Deontay Banks is the kid out of Maryland. He's probably cornerback four off the board. If you want to move up to get him, you're probably not talking a ton. Uh, generally speaking, would he, and, be, would he be there in the second round? No. No, 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 no. Deontay Banks might not even be there when the Giants pick. All right, so let, let's do it again. We did this the other day. Let's kind of do it again. My general theory, Four just for the record, by the way, general theory, just for the record, unless, I'm not a big fan of trading up for non-quarterbacks. I like to let the draft come to me. That's just me, though. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Four quarterbacks. How many? How? Four quarterbacks, probably two wide receivers. You're at six. You're probably looking at three offensive linemen. You're at nine. You're probably O-linemen, not centers. Just O-linemen general. Yeah, I see two offensive uh, – three. Three offensive tackles if you count Skaronsky as a tackle. Okay, nine. That's nine. You're looking at um, the running back, ten. One Bijan Robinson, ten. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Two tight ends, maybe. Okay, we'll go eleven. Okay, we'll go one tight end. You're up to eleven then. No, we'll go we'll go to twelve. Okay, we'll, we'll go to we'll twelve. Go 12. Okay. Maybe Mayer and Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Um all right, let's go to defense now. You cornerbacks, I think you're looking at three or four. You want to go less, you want to go three? You're let's at, go four we're gonna try to get to the Giants. Okay, so. you're at sixteen then. Okay. Right. Uh, defensive lineman Carter seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'll count edge guys too, right? Will Anderson eighteen. Mm-hmm. Tyree Wilson nineteen. Mm-hmm. Lucas Van Ness, oh, Iowa yeah. Yeah. twenty. Yeah, he'll, he's definitely gonna be one. We talked about the uh, the the Dolan Smith, the Georgia pass rusher, right? Yep. yep. So you're twenty one. I don't think you're gonna have another linebacker besides Nolan Smith go in that area. Maybe Brian Branch. The safety, Alabama yeah. safety slot cornerback. I think yeah. you're kind of at 22. Okay. And I think we hit all the positions. That's about it. We can't get anybody so else. So you're at 22. And that's including the four cornerbacks. Yeah. So that, that's why I can't pick a player. That's why I don't know what they're going to pick. No, you can't. And, yeah. again, I, I just I don't like the idea. Look. Do, it, wait a minute. We didn't count the receivers, did we? I don't think we did. No. and it's, So let's say two receivers. I think you said two earlier. Oh, oh did, did I we? say two receivers? Okay, then that, that, that's the best I could do. Okay, so <laughs> here, here's kind of how I look at it. If Look, if, if you only have I'm – not, I'm not trading my second-round pick, period. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not trading anywhere because I don't think there's a player in the draft that's that, that big of a game-changer that's going to be close no, enough I to, agree to, with you. To, to the Giants pick. I agree. That, like, Giants are at 25. To trade up, let's say, 10 spots to, to 15 for somebody would be useless. And I don't mean, and that, and, would, I mean and, and that would cost you your second round. Pick. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't want to mean to be you know be jerky about it. It's just just useless unless somebody that fell that you had right. had mm-hmm. a top five pick on that fell that low, you know, <laughs> like you're not gonna get another Laramie Tonsil. Yes, just falling through the draft because of a, because of a bad video. So I don't know. One other question from Chad Dad Joke on Twitter. Once Fegels to come back on the show and do a guest experience, guest appearance. <laughs> you got to call him. Well, he is laid up after getting knee replacement, so he's, he's not, not laid up. That I got knee replacement up. And, how long ago did he get it? Uh, three weeks. He I can get up. Was and get it in three his, weeks? I thought it was like a week ago. Get up, get up in the car, Fegels, and get over here. Okay. <laughs> he's gonna be like Cross. I can still beat you at golf. <laughs> he probably can. <laughs> he's very good golfer. Oh, one that leg. Fegels, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to our final call of the show at 201-939-4513 mm-hmm. and go to – who's calling? There it is. Ryan in Illinois will wrap us up today. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's going on? We're great. Um, We're I wanted to talk a little bit about the wide receiver market because obviously we still don't quite have that guy, and it's probably not going to come this year. But do you think the trend for, like, 
you know, Jacoby Myers got like 11 million this year compared to a couple, you know, the last couple of years we see the market inflate and inflate. Do you think it's a good idea in the next year or so while that trend is down and those numbers are down to try to make that kind of move? Or do you think it's still the best to get a guy in the draft and then pay him in three or four years? I think the, thanks, guys. Appreciate no, you. I appreciate the call, Ryan. I guess we'll answer off the air. That's fine. I think the market was down this year because the quality of wide receivers was down. I, I think it's a lot of things. I, I think people don't really realize this, is that what, when you're talking about a wide receiver and how can you get one, the Patriots won for years with little guys. Like, won a lot of games. They didn't win a Super Bowl with some big, giant, superstar Welker, receiver. Welker, Amendola. Yeah, they had all little guys and a big tight end. So that's kind of how they won. Um, I, I think in Kansas City, they've won with a big tight end and little quick guys, really fast guys, but quick guys. They, have, they didn't have t- a 6'4", 6'5", receiver. No, out of, but Tyreek Hill was special. Tyreek Hill was special. Yes. He, could, he could jump over you and get the ball. Mm-hmm. But, again, you, they're, they're all quick guys. The point is you want guys that are going to get open. Yep. And if they're 5'10", whatever, and they're getting open every time, you want those guys. If you get a 6'3 guy that's he's battling for the ball and he can you know back you in like a, a forward and get a rebound, that's great. He's not open. And I keep telling people that, and I keep saying that over and over again. You want guys that are going to get open. You want Daniel Jones to take one, two, three, click, yep. balls out of his hands because that guy is open. Yeah, and look, I don't, and, and I'll say this. I don't think the wide receiver market is down. I just don't think this was a very good wide receiver for agent class. I mean, Jacoby Myers is a good player, but he's like a, a, a two, a low-end two, high-end three. And I think all the guys that were decent guys that, that could have been a one or you know a high-end two are guys that are, quote-unquote, they got traded for. 100%. Those guys aren't even hitting. Like, like yeah. T. Higgins is not going to become a no, free agent. No. He's either going to re-sign with the Bengals or no. they're going to trade him. He's no. not going to become a free agent, 100%. So they're they're going to want something for him, kind of like like a baseball trade. They're not going to let right. him go out to the market or like the Knicks who got Bronson. They're not going to just let somebody get away f- get away for for nothing. They're going to yeah. try to figure out how to how to capitalize on if he if he's unhappy. I mean, whatever. Just go through it, man. And he's not unhappy, by the way. That's the other thing. Oh, people no, are he's he, not unhappy. He, and, he's he's going to play with Burrow and Chase. And the Bengals don't want to trade him. Yeah, so they got <laughs> he might even take a hometown discount. That's what you got to worry about with guys like that. I mean, just, just look at the last great wide receivers that changed teams, right? A.J. Brown, trade. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, trade. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, trade. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, trade. Stephon Diggs, trade. Out of all those guys, which one won the Super Bowl? Uh, Look over here. Look at me. Is that zero? That's true. It's, it's really weird. The, the best cornerback... Now, Tyreek Hill did one one before he went to Miami. In fairness. Yes, he did. Yes, yes sir. Tyreek Hill. Fair no, but, no, no, but that was before the trade. It wasn't yeah. after the trade. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, you just it, – it, it's very hard. No, look, I mean, yeah. winning, winning the Super Bowl is difficult. Yeah. And A.J. Brown got to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Yes, he did. Didn't win it. I don't – didn't win okay. it, but he did get there. <laughs> yeah. So, like, out of all those guys, there's one guy – that won a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm trying Tyreke. to think other really top wide receivers that changed teams. I don't. I think I hit most of them. Um, I, I got to go back to Terrell Owens and, and guys like that. Yeah. Hopkins. Did you say yeah, Hopkins? I said Hopkins. Hopkins. I um, said Hopkins. Um, you said the guy out of Oakland. And you, I mean, Devontae Oakland, Adams. Yeah. Debo Samuel stayed Debo in San Francisco. Yeah. He didn't move. Just, it just DJ Moore trade not free agency yeah, right? Yeah, trade another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Allen Robinson. Was for a free agent, but he was coming off a really injury play year, a little bit of a different player. Oh, Kenny Galladay. But well, we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Poor Kenny. 
But 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 my point would be is, Brandon Cooks trade right. Yeah, but but my point is that, that that teams always talk about they want to be more explosive. They want to be all these different things. They want to have this. They, they, Zay Jones. Yeah, Zay Jones. I mean, none of these guys outside no, of not Zay Jones, Christian Kirk or something. None of these guys have really changed the the. the Complexion of their playoff run, basically. Itself, I, I would give the kid down. I give I get the kid down in Philly more more looks than that because he. And he, if Tua would have stayed healthy, Tyree Hill maybe could have yeah, been in that conversation yeah, too. Yeah, so like those two guys maybe, but the Raiders the, it didn't work out so well for Devontae. Yeah, so <laughs> but for the most part, they don't really like. They're not the player that pushes the pushes the team over the edge, and that's what I that's what I think. And I and I don't mean any harm to him, Tyree Hill again is a unique, unique player. I don't even call him a receiver. I'd call him a specialist. But most of everybody else, they don't really push anybody over the edge. And I, I think it's still, you got to draft one. If you no. want to find a really good wide receiver, I think you got to draft one. Yeah. Unless you want to trade draft picks for one and then pay them on top yeah. of that. I would rather just draft one. I mean, That's me. And again, the most, of the, most of those guys came in trades. None, none of them were like, pick, like I think Randy Moss got picked up by the Patriots. Uh, I don't think he was traded for I no, know. I think the Raiders were so. I think because he dogged it so much with the Raiders, I think they were forced to trade him Real? like a fifth round pick, yeah, right? Again, Wasn't so, it something? Pearson something, probably yeah, knows that. Probably what, right. what, what they trade for Randy Moss like a mid round pick, yeah, right? It was, it was a mid round pick. So. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, good trade by the way. Yeah, but but <laughs> but, but again, I, it, it got him to Super Bowl, didn't win it. Now he he did help create basically the maybe the best offense in NFL history. Again, got there. I was standing on the sidelines. I know, but, they, but they did look. I'm not going to poo-poo getting to a Super no, Bowl. No, no, I'm not. You can't poo-poo getting to a Super Bowl. I think every team wants to get there. I think a lot when you're the Giants and you got four trophies, you like a fifth. True. So, like, if if it. you were going to today bring a guy from history to the Giants that would change the Giants and maybe put them over the edge to go to a Super Bowl, you'd have to bring Randy Moss and dust him off. You'd have to bring Calvin Johnson and dust him off. You would need guys that are going to be that open, that big, sure. that they're going to score that often. That could change things. Outside of that, there are not guys in the league like that. Good stuff, Howard. Howard Cross, John Schmelk, Big Blue Kickoff Live, Giants uh, TV, the app. Go check it out. Apple TV, Amazon Fire, all those other streaming uh, devices. Make sure you go check it out. It's free. It's all the Giants content. content. Again, it's uh, Giants TV, the Giants connected TV streaming app. Also, bring your Giants fans to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. Learn more. Go to Giants.com slash tickets to find out about all the exclusive member benefits. Limited inventory is available. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Uh, tomorrow, we got Michigan and Oregon prospects with Lance Meadow and I. And then uh, we have like eight schools the final two days. No live show Friday. The office is closed for Good Friday, but we'll record Amen. A big blue kickoff live for you on Thursday. And we'll have a Giants huddle for the holiday weekend as well for those of you observing Easter um, and all those other festivities. Make sure you check it out. But again, Lance and I back tomorrow at 1230. Big blue kickoff live. We'll see you then. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
bed. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart.